Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Season 1, a podcast where two best friends watch, review, and recommend shows that only aired for a single season. My name is Presley. My name is Andrew. Uh, welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Andrew's containing his laughter because this is the 18th time that <laughs> oh we've tried to record the intro wow. because I'm bad at remembering things. Um, but refuses to pull it up. I just have to make that note. Yeah, we do have it written down and I hate pulling it up because it feels like I'm a failure. So this is you, a yeah. good uh, and, you know, it, this is the best show to discuss uh, what feeling like a failure feels like. Wow. Holy uh, shit. You're so right. <clears throat> but before we get into that, uh, two two notes. One is that I'm recovering from a cold, so I may sound a little nasally in this episode. So bear with me. Uh, feeling fine. Just uh, we needed to record and this is the way I sound. So deal with it. And uh, with that, we can get on to uh, the synopsis. There is no intro music for this show, which is point number two. So we're going to play a song that is composed by uh, the main character, Mr. Corman. Uh, we're watching Mr. Corman, by the way, listeners. I mentioned that. No, well, it's didn't. in the title of the podcast. Maybe you didn't mention it. It's okay. I'm yeah, who cares? I'm Anyways, without further ado, <laughs> we're going to play the music. to a strong start so mr corman is a 2021 apple tv plus series about josh played by joseph gordon levitt a school teacher in the san fernando valley who has a good life but often struggles to see or feel like he does josh struggles with anxiety throughout the series usually having strange abstract visions where he zones out and has musical-esque dialogues with people josh previously was in a band with his ex-girlfriend and since their breakup and his leaving the band he hadn't really had much passion for music when his anxiety started brewing, he seemed finally inspired to write music, which we get to see and hear throughout the series. Um, and of course, you just heard his like final song the that he had wrote, the that. culmination of all that work. Uh, throughout the series, uh, John attends parties, funerals, and experiences the beginnings of the COVID-19 pandemic, specifically as a teacher, uh, all of which stir anxiety and create tension between him and the people he loves. So... That is our synopsis. I'm sorry. It's very vague. This is a very, very hard show to synopsize. We don't have a lot of those like little bits that we can cling on to that give you like a semblance of the story. It really is just about a man with anxiety. And it's like vignettes from his life. Like each episode is yeah, kind of exactly. like a different vignette. And um, it, it is 
like on a timeline in some sense, but it's not like it's it's sitcom esque or like has a strong yeah. like this episode led into this next thing. There was some cliffhanger that leads us into right. There wasn't really. There's only that. two episodes that are like that right. that have direct like if then conclusions to them. So right. you know, all it's it's not an anthology that's like too loose of a term, but I think sitcomy is pretty similar where like there's not yeah. a lot of a hangover from one episode to the next. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this was an interesting one because getting deep right off the bat, I'm just going to launch right into my deep thoughts. Yeah, let's do it. As somebody with severe anxiety and depression myself who goes to therapy multiple times a week and takes medications for this, um, I will say that the presentation felt authentic Retweet. to somebody who struggles with anxiety. Re-fucking-tweet. Uh, yeah. And yeah. that is while I'm complimenting it in that way, it is also to the detriment of the show yeah. because watching somebody struggle with actual anxiety that, that, that is that severe and debilitating while also having to present a, a help, like a happy go lucky attitude when he's like in the school classroom is not really that fun to watch. And it really depressed me. I'm not going to lie. I mentioned in our teaser for in the end of last episode that I thought this was going to be like a depressing, like someone had told me it was a really depressing show. And I was, I think pretty right about that. Yeah. I, it's interesting. Like I was having the same exact thoughts where it's like, okay, so I kind of experienced this on a daily basis and now I just get to go home after my long day of like putting on that face and I'm just going to watch someone else do it. <laughs> like, right. It just felt like reliving my whole day over again. Not to maybe always the same extreme. Um, yeah. But it was just like, oh, cool. So more of the same, I guess. Sounds well, great. Well, and it should be noted, right? Like, and I don't know if this was like a conversation that was had during the production of the show. But there's no reason that this character, Josh, JGL's character, uh, who... Uh, it should be noted wrote and directed the majority of the show. So this is like a very much a, I think a passion project of his. Maybe yep. he struggles with anxiety and these kinds yeah. of things have happened to him in real life. Mm -hmm. That is cool. Uh, but there's no reason given to us that he can't go to see a therapist or a psychiatrist or a mental health expert, anything like that to kind of give you a sense of why he's feeling this way. He, in one episode, like thinks he's kind of having a heart attack because of how much his anxiety attack is having like, a panic attack. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, right? Like his first and, panic attack, basically. And he is like calling his insurance and looking for a doctor to go see. And during none of that time, does he think to call, like look into therapy or or some other form of mental health, you know, support? And it, it kind of boggled my mind the whole show. Well, I mean, yes and no. Like as, as people who either are actively in therapy or have been in therapy, that may seem obvious to us. But I will say, like, personally, I've been to therapy for anxiety. Like, it is a lot easier to, like, just think it when you're on the outside of it. When you're in it, you don't necessarily either recognize that that's a valid solution for you because maybe you don't really realize that's what therapy's for. People a lot of times think therapy is just for absolutely crazy people. Um, but then also, like, seeking that help is a lot harder than it it seems when you're in the thick of it, right? So I, I will agree with you, but then why doesn't his roommate 
suggest it? Why doesn't his mom or his, you know what I mean? Like it, I'm just playing the devil's advocate of like thinking about the show from like a, a logical yeah. conclusion because right. a, you don't really have a plot if he is like, Oh, in the second episode he goes and gets some support <laughs> and learns better ways to deal with his, he got his, some Zoloft uh, and now he's set. Yeah. Whatever it is, right. Yeah. Medically or, or just emotionally right. like talk therapy. Right. Right. And so I understand why it literally isn't there, but I need to ask the question because I don't yeah. think the boom operator was sitting there uh, and being like, Hey, why doesn't he just go? Like, I don't think anyone asked the question on the set. So that's <laughs> why I want to ask the question here because it feels odd to me that it was never even like a, one of the episodes. Cause that is such an easy pull for an episode. You go to a yeah. therapist and it's like the worst therapy imaginable, like not in the sense of like, it's really hard for him to do and it reveals something impactful but like the therapist is like a terrible fit and it's he like, just like a, yeah then, he has a bad experience with and then that dissuades yeah. him that would be much more compelling and believable to me in like a real world scenario because like you could see his neighbor being or his uh, roommate excuse me being like hey you need to go get help like let's book you a therapy session and then he's like i've heard of this guy and then the guy's terrible or whatever right like that would be yeah. a funny episode yeah. that felt in line with the goals of the show that would that would be that would be good i could see it being like he talks to his insurance insurance doesn't cover it and so then he like goes go, right? to some guy that his his roommate his best friend yeah. knows and then it's just like some weird Someone fucking no experience real training yeah, yeah exactly exactly um yeah that, that would make for actually a fantastic episode um and it would kind of touch on that theme no i i, I get what you're saying about like well why didn't anybody mention that um, and I think like I obviously kind of answered that question, but at the same time, it would have been worth maybe diving into that a little bit. And also, you know, some people watch these shows and they experience the same things like we've just kind of mentioned and they don't right. realize that maybe therapy is a solution for them. It may have well, just and you like, never know, right? Like you know, so many shows nowadays when you have a, a character who in some way shows self-harm or suicide or those kinds of topics, they'll give warnings about it at yeah. the start or, or preambles of like, Hey, if you feel felt these same things, here are resources for you. Yeah. That is a great like through line to that where it's like in this episode, this is going to happen and here are resources if you're struggling in the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Even, even just which, uh, by the way, there aren't any like trigger warnings. There's no reason for like strong trigger warnings or anything no. like that in this show. Uh, not to just in case anyone was getting the sense of that, um there there aren't any but it would have been cool you're right to see like hey if you struggle with anxiety or depression like these are some resources yeah it doesn't even have to be you could even just put it every at the at, end of every episode at the first title of the credit right like yeah, before sure. you do directed by starring whatever you just say like hey like every single episode having that would have been like i think a lot more impactful than even yeah. some of the narratives that are presented to us in the show itself yeah yeah but I mean, um, now we're we're in it. We're talking about it. Give yeah. me your overall thoughts. I mean, like you said, it's a, it's a hard show to synopsize. This yeah. was your pick, so I'm going to put you on the spot to pick. to kind of talk about it first. Hmm. What do I think? I spent a lot of time thinking about what I think about the show, <laughs> uh, which I spiraled and then called my therapist. But um, oh, perfect. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, it was interesting. Uh, I think it was interesting to kind of like see a, a fairly like realistic display of like how an anxiety manifests for somebody and like to even align with some of the ways that like, like Josh experienced it. I was like, Oh, that's, it's kind of validating. It's like, Oh, all right. Maybe I'm not like as crazy. Other people, you know, feel this kind of thing, but about the actual show itself, um, 
I thought it was really interesting how, how Josh kind of just like found himself in all these strange, different situations that are like, I mean, one episode he's, he's out at a party. He meets this girl. He has a, I think it's the first episode. Yeah, it is. He has a great time. They go on a date and then they come back and there's something about like her apartment. Her dog is like a little yap dog that just won't shut up and just like kind of like sets him off. Um, and like he, he kind of is this person who things are going well for him and he finds some way to like analyze it way too deep or like be too pessimistic about the situation like basically anticipating everything to fall apart and to fail and so he like then, which then causes it which which then that. causes that yeah. failure and that thing to fall apart right so he's like super happy had a great date with this person um you know it was kind of like things were looking up like i genuinely thought like oh this was maybe going to be a character and he's going to like date her or something well spoiler they like go to hook up and he can't get wood um but then he like is basically talking about like the situation was bad and like, then she's like, well, why did you even want to hook up with me? And he's like, I don't know. I think I, it seemed like it was a good idea. And like, he could, he didn't say like, Oh, we had a great conversation. I really like you. It was just like, he didn't have anything. He was just doing it to do it. Well, and um, it's interesting, right? Because like digging into this, uh, like the, the narrative structure of the show, he is like all of a sudden this Friday night, randomly like him and his buddies are hanging out playing video games and smoking weed at one of their yeah. apartments. And he's like, I want to go out. I want to go do something, yeah. which and is like, like very atypical for him. They're like, you yeah. want to go out? <laughs> yeah. Like what? Like what? And yeah. he's like, I want to go out with my friends. I want to go do something fun. Cause I don't want to just go to a random club and just hook up with a random girl that I'm never going to see or talk to again. I don't want that. And then that's exactly what he ends up going to do. Exactly. You know, and he's his own worst enemy in the whole show, right? Like, that's the narrative of the whole show, yeah. is yeah. him being his own worst enemy, right? Because, like, he goes in, he has a pretty good... I, I wouldn't say it went stellar from the date perspective, because she kept pressuring him to drink, and he uh, is sober. Yes. Uh, but he does agree to smoke a cigarette, which, you know, he kind of begrudgingly decides to, <laughs> he'll try. Yeah. And that is then c- comes back up. And, and so I like that this, like, it's a realistic thing right he initiates and he's like hey do you want to get out of here and she's like actually yeah i do right and then they go home like you said they have the she has the app dog that she has to put away she puts on this shitty rap music that we know that josh probably doesn't like right because he's a big musical guy right he just smoked a cigarette not like that musical taste at all yeah exactly right and he is making out with this woman that smokes a lot presumably right and he mentions that yeah and it's not the right environment for him to feel like sexually active right yeah and in that whole thing right throughout that whole time after like initially it kind of goes bad where she's like what's wrong with you right and that's like a very judgmental question right but then she turns around and is like look i'm sorry she's super sweet about it yeah she's very understanding she's like look we can sit and talk like i have no problem like we don't need to hook up right now yeah and then he like goes off to ruin it right like that could have been an outcome where they just had a nice conversation maybe they'll see each other again in the future something that he clearly wants like he's seeking a partner throughout a lot of the show and yeah it's one of the main themes kind of and it really sets up the the premise of the whole show of him self-sabotaging in a way that uh is is very true to life and you know it's it's something that i struggle with in a lot of my scenarios where i will think that i need to go and do something great and something that'll push my boundaries and then when i'm in that situation i 
selectively make the choices that further hurt me or entrench me back into the belief system. Yep. It's a common form of anxiety for a lot of folks. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm not alone in this, obviously. Yeah. Very sick. Since there's a show made about that. Yeah. 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 He, he, per, he con continuously like perpetuates this cycle of like, uh, it's almost, it's almost like manic episodes in a way where he's like, Oh, all of a sudden I feel really inspired and really good and I want to go out or I really want to make all this music and whatever. And then he like kind of snaps out of it and then he's back to like the pessimism and, and whatnot. And don't get me wrong. If you have anxiety, you don't just feel that necessarily all the time, 100% on the heaviest level. Like there, it comes and goes in waves, but <clears throat> you know, it's very interesting. Uh, he goes to... <laughs> A wedding? No, he doesn't go to a wedding. He goes to a funeral. funeral. He goes to a funeral. Wow, opposite. Or, or <laughs> very, no, very sorry, but, sorry, before that, I was thinking about, uh, okay, so Logic, uh, Bobby Hall, Robert Hall, uh, rapper, is in the show. He's a character. He's one of um, he's one of uh, JGL or Josh's friends, sort of friends. Wait, is that Riz? The, yeah, yeah. The guy, guy who dies. Classy. Yeah, the guy who dies. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, I just that's, didn't know that's, he was an actual. That's rapper. logic. Yeah, he's a. Rapper. Oh, okay. Cool. That's cool. Um, anyway, so logic isn't it? Uh, his play. His name is Riz. His character. He's basically like a wannabe social media influencer, like on his way in L.A. Right, like trying to make his thing. He hosts a party. They do this Halloween party, and you know, Josh kind of <clears throat> has this date. There's this girl that works at the the um the school as well. She's like a what was she like an art teacher of some sort yeah. or some kind of thing? Right. Yep. He asks no, her out. She's like, yep, I'll go. That sounds cool. And then they're kind of texting and whatever. Um, and he's at this party and it's very uncharacteristic, right? Like his buddy, uh, I think it's Victor. Yep. Is it Victor? Victor That's is his, his, uh, roommate, his roommate, his best friend and roommate, uh, wanted to go out, uh, kind of like attached to him in a way. Like he didn't invite him at first, but then he was like, Oh, I didn't know you would want to go. And it's just like a very classic, like best friends, like I'm going out with a different friend and I don't know if you want to go. This has happened I don't know between if you the two fit of us. in. Like, no, no, no. <clears throat> yeah, it has. Something to this effect um, where, you know, one of you is going out and the other one isn't invited despite like being very close, right? Yeah. And you're like, yeah. well, why didn't you bring me along, right? That That's not an accusation to either of us, right? I didn't I'm know just you saying, would like, want to go. This is a common like, situation. Yeah, it totally. It happens. Yeah, right. No, totally. And then so anyways, they come along or they go along. They go to this Halloween party. And his buddy Riz is like, dude, you brought a dude. Like, I thought you were bringing a girl. You said you were bringing. He's yeah. like, you're fucking up the ratio. And he's like, dude, he's really cool. And then, and then, funny enough, Victor and Riz get like, uh, like, really make friends, and they they kind of hit yeah. it off. They're actually and, having a good time together, and they're having a better time together than than Josh does with Riz. Um, but meanwhile, and Josh is kind of like obsessed with trying to figure out. Uh, if this girl's coming and whether, you know, where she is and what time and her friends keep delaying her and all this kind of thing, which is also very relatable, right? Like you meet someone that you really like, you're like, hey, come to this mutual party. You're just kind of like trying to get to a space where you can get to know them better or whatever. And then they keep like, oh, my friends want to go here or like, oh, it's taking a really long time. Sorry. And then, you know, whatever it happens. Um, I, I just found all that really relatable. I thought it was, was really well done, but Anyways, they end up at this Halloween party. Uh, they, Josh kind of interacts with this like really toxic, shitty dude who's like hitting on these women and they're clearly not into it, but he's like super sexist and uh, he kind of like doesn't really do much, but he kind of tells them like not cool, but like doesn't really 
stand very strong. He basically on it. tells him you cut me in line. Yeah, he basically he just does. tells him like you cut me in line, but kind of ignores the whole like being shitty to women part, which you know doesn't want to make waves at someone else's party or something. I guess I get that. Um, anyways, this this man, this toxic guy, the one who's like sexist and shitty, ends up like you know chest bumping in a in a fighting manner with with Riz, and they end up fighting outside. And this is when one of those like crazy abstract like scenes pops off you have victor in a batman suit because that's what he wore for halloween and so he's like he's batman and you know they're all in like this scott pilgrim-esque like fight at least that's what yeah. my brain was reminded no, of it was like kind of, of that it's very, very like comic looky like fight yeah. and uh basically you know riz uh gets knocked out hits his head on the ground and then afterwards, they're, like, celebrating, have a good time. And, like, Josh punched somebody, which he's never done before. And, like, you see him just kind of open up and kind of, even though, like, the situation and the circumstances weren't great, like, they got in a fight and they had to run from the cops. But they were, like, really amped and excited and having a good time. Camaraderie. And that camaraderie. And then Riz dies the next morning because he had a concussion or, you know, some yeah, kind of brain trauma. due to the fight in some way. Due to the fight and to the, to the fall. Um then he goes to this wedding. He sees his ex-girlfriend. They nope, have funeral. a... Fuck. I keep saying <laughs> wedding. Yeah. Well, I, if anybody, you know, would get married at a funeral or at a, at a funeral, it would probably be him. Um, <laughs> I guess that's why my brain keeps going to that. <laughs> Anyways. Damn. So he goes to this funeral. He sees his ex-girlfriend because she knew uh, this guy as well. And that's how he knew her. Uh, she She knew him. And that's how he met Riz. They were all bandmates. Yeah. Uh, what, oh, Riz was in the band? I didn't know he was in the band. I thought they just... They mentioned him. it. Okay. That they Must would all been, make beats yeah. together. I don't oh, know if he was actually He was in the probably band, just a like, producer or something. Or yeah, it's in that, you know, um, close-knit with the two of them. Something, yeah. Anyways, they kind of hit it off. Things get really weird. And then we kind of see why the band broke up, all that kind of thing. Basically, even the band breaking up... And their breakup itself was kind of all Josh being like, oh, we should just call it. Uh, you know, this isn't going to work kind of thing on the band, you know. And it's just that self-serving prophecy. So I feel like that's just the biggest the biggest thing. I know I didn't really talk about what I felt about the show. I just kind of like <laughs> talked more about what happens in the show. But you it's like... a good synopsis of about two and a half episodes. About, yeah, two and a half episodes. But it's it's hard. Like, I I don't know. I it, it, For no, me, you, it was just like... Talking- it put me so much into like my own experience in life that I just well, like, so, I don't know. It's just kind of like, Oh, this is a normal day for someone with anxiety. The, yeah. I experienced a lot of those things in COVID. I, explained, I don't know. It was just very, it like pulled back the curtain on real life in a weird way, I guess. So you're talking, got me thinking, right? Okay. It's like, okay, well, why would this show either succeed or not succeed? We yeah. know it didn't succeed because Apple didn't renew it. It was actually the first show that Apple ever canceled on its platform. Yeah. So it was kind of, you know, notorious, I suppose, right. for that in a certain way. But why wasn't this show successful? And I think you literally just said exactly what it was. Yep. Shows, for the most part, are escapism, right? Yeah. We're trying to go away to a different destination, a different headspace, a different yep. reality, whatever it might be for 90% of the show, right? Even sitcoms like Friends in The Office, right? While about mundane things yeah. have extraordinary moments and extraordinary characters that are outside of the reality of our situation. Right? Yeah, they feel outside and your own reality. Yeah. 
precisely right and they're characters that sometimes are really relatable and sometimes are really different from you even in those those simple concepts yep and so i think like this show fundamentally fails because while it is interesting in the in the micro scale like this story was cool or this goings on or this event or this acting whatever was good the macro of of like oh well i'm someone who struggles with anxiety watching somebody else struggle with anxiety in pretty similar ways to me in not necessarily the most fun situations is kind of just a bummer not it doesn't really feel like different right you mentioned it multiple times now of like uh, i would have a long stressful day at work and then i'd come home and watch a show about a guy who has a long (laughs) stressful day at work it's like well that's not fun exactly right yeah and so i think like ultimately that's where we kind of both fall on the show it sounds like we're pretty similar about it yeah uh Despite the fact that I still like this show, you know, right. getting into my thoughts a little bit, like especially the last three or four episodes were extremely good. And it, yeah. it kind of is a bummer to me that the first few episodes are pretty bland uh, and not as interesting because the last like three episodes like genuinely were were very compelling television that I would honestly recommend to a lot of people. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Yeah. Those um, last three episodes were like, you know, he's a teacher, so it's like like, like COVID really hits. Right. And yeah. they're trying to figure out how to navigate it. You know, his his best friend slash roommate is um, a UPS a driver, and he's obviously an essential worker. He's an essential worker and a teacher who are kind of like working in very separate lives now in a way, uh, but have to obviously still live together. And it just has, kind of has like a lot of that tension that was very like, it was just so palpable and very real. And it like snapped me back to like, you know, May, June of 2020 when like, you know, a lot of people's jobs were remote and a lot of people still had to go in because they had jobs where they had to, that was their job. They, you know, like there wasn't a way to, you you can't remotely deliver packages. Right. <laughs> At least not yet. Drones, we're drone technology closer. isn't that crazy. Um, for every every carrier at this point. In LA they have the little driver robots. No, have you seen I those? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's definitely technology they do this, but it's not yeah, on like such a wide you know, spread yeah. scalable level, right? But but yeah, it was just very interesting and then the the you know touching on like lightly touching on some of the politics things or at least like you can tell where people lay on the spectrum when they're having conversations. You know, you have uh Ruth, which is his mom, uh her like boyfriend or whatever is a little bit more like conservative and Ruth it isn't as much, but she's like trying to make everyone happy. So like it, it was just very like raw and very interesting. And like the character development and all of that was very interesting and very real, uh, which yeah, it's, it's as we mentioned like we in, in multiple ways is either like good or bad. Um, well, yeah, and so. like we said, it, it is fundamentally relatable because, yeah. like, in that, especially the pandemic episode, the one where he is in lockdown and he decides to go and stay with his mom and then also self isolate for 14 days when he goes to see his mom to like pretty extreme measures, it yeah. is fundamentally relatable to a lot of people, right? Like, yeah. a lot of people did feel that way and ex- experience the pandemic that way. Yeah. But again, it's like, do I want to revisit those anxieties and those right. those challenges of the first weeks, months of the pandemic? Like that was hard for a lot of folks. It was myself, very hard. Right? Yeah. Same. And so, you know, I don't know if it's that fun. Then you get into some really interesting stuff at the end of the series with his dad, uh, who has been alluded to multiple times early on. 
Right. Uh, and you also get uh, what I thought was the best episode was when he actually meets his dad. Um, and you see him pick him up uh, when his dad thinks he's having a heart attack. Yeah. Uh, and takes him to the hospital. And that's basically like a farce from his dad so he could spend time with his son. And his dad, Josh, hates his dad on a fundamental level, like yeah. un, unabashedly. And his dad is not the worst human ever, right? As Josh kind of believes that he is, he is a flawed character for sure, and yeah, definitely he's has not substance great, abuse issues. But yeah, right. But he's not evil. He he's not you know a, a terrible person, and he's frankly more sympathetic than Josh is for the majority of his episode, because he's just trying to get some time to relate to his son, who we know he's neglected. Uh, and it was guest starring Hugo Weaving, who is maybe the best actor that does any of the acting in the show, which I had to look up because it was like looked completely different. And I was like, well, that's Hugo did Weaving. Look completely different. It was, he was like, yeah. there were multiple times I was like, no, yeah, it is. Yeah. No way. Yeah. No way it, it is. It wild. Yeah. I was like, who is that actor? He's so good. Yeah. Um, and it was great. I really liked that episode. And like I said, the latter three episodes were really strong because in the penultimate episode, he goes on this virtual date with this girl. Uh, shout out to Jamie Chung, who I believe is now our, our kind of uh, semi-mascot for season one because she's this is her third appearance uh, <laughs> of being in a canceled uh, show uh, after one season. She Oof. was one of the main cast members in Resident Advisor. She was in last week's episode of uh, Lovecraft Country as the... Uh, the succubus demon with the weird tails. And then here she is being a, a potential suitor to Josh. So welcome to the full Jamie Chung. <laughs> You're joining yeah. the auspicious ranks of uh, somebody else who I don't know if we'll call out yet, but I know of another person who's in a lot of canceled uh, season one shows. So oh, we'll, yeah. we'll get to him when we get to him. Uh, but all this is to say that you should just skip the first like four episodes <laughs> and then start at episode five because episode five is the many worlds episode where everything's done in this very cartoony style similar to the fight sequence and basically it just like goes through all these kind of parallel dimensions of how josh could have lived his life uh well, some that's of which episode are, seven is that episode seven episode seven is okay, the one where it there. shows like all the different lives he could have had don't yep. don't skip two-thirds of the show if you're gonna watch it it's 10 episodes not that long watch the whole thing come on tell me something good that happened before that that you liked Hmm. <laughs> I like that episode with, uh, or at least I thought it was really sweet how Victor, his roommate, tried help in the yes. second episode, tried to help him with his anxiety and was like, oh, I've heard about way to become. He's like such blanket. a good friend. Yeah, he's, he's like trying to look up ways and figure out ways to like help Josh with his anxiety. And like, Basically, it creates like a, a weighted blanket. So he like puts a blanket With on his, Josh himself. and then lays on top of him. And he's like, dude, just chill. Like, just just tr let it like try to let it. And he just goes through like such great lengths and it kind of helps build their friendship. And then and then the, the episode where Victor is basically the main character, episode four, where it shows yep. Victor's like day or weekend with his daughter, I thought was really good, too. I and like worth that one a watch. It contextualizes the fact that like everybody has struggles that are completely yeah. uniquely their own. Yeah. That are everybody has un understandable. Everybody has their own story. And like, you're the main, you're the main character of your story, but everybody else is the main character of their story. And right. like, they may be a uh, supporting character in your life, but you're a supporting character in their life. Like they have their own shit. And I really liked that episode because it showed like, yeah, no, I think it's, one he of the has all this shit going episodes. on. So don't tell yeah. me that there's not a good episode in the earlier part of the series. 
I still think that the episode was meh overall because like you don't like anything. I like lots of things. I like Bullshit. Alcatraz and I like uh, not agreeing with you. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. I, I I do think that the there are plenty of great redeeming moments. I also really like the episode. I think it's episode three where we see Josh go to like a uh, pay uh, pay what you want breathing seminar. It's, <laughs> it's like at a local community center and Whoa, he just like yeah. is breathing with these people in a room. Right. And it's, it's not like meditation of guidance. It's just like, Hey, let's all breathe together quietly. And it's actually a great scene. Right. So I'm not saying that there's nothing redeemable up until episode seven. I just think episode seven is where the show actually found what it was trying to say with like, it's overall, like it's thesis felt clear to me and you could really see the personas of the characters like come through in a much better way. Uh, and it also, the many worlds episode, I think really does this in a very cool way because it expresses like a lot of the inner like choices that we make, like the subtle differences in small and large decisions. Yeah. Right. Cause you see one reality where earlier Josh had talked about like being proud of his Jewish heritage while not doing anything to kind of promote that. And then in one of the many worlds episode, he's like a rabbi singing from the Torah. Yep. Right. And like fully yep. integrated into the, into the Jewish uh, you yep. know, faith. Right. Totally. And then another one is that he is shopping for uh, baby carriers with the woman from the first episode that he went home with that he, wasn't able to hook up with, which I like knocked up potentially. Right. Yeah. Basically. And it's like those little things, right. That's a subtle thing versus like a much larger. And I just liked watching that. And then the very last thing of that episode was him being in his real life classroom. And you see the date is like right before the start of the pandemic. And you're like, Oh shit, shit's about to go down. Yeah, and then it's just like, oh, fuck. yeah, because the next episode is <laughs> yeah. like such a stark contrast to that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, watch the if you even if you weren't gonna watch the whole show, watch the Higui episode and watch. I think the date episode are the two best. The date episode. Oh, oh, yeah, the, the last one where episode. he's on the yeah, Skype yeah, yeah. date. Uh, that is actually, I loved that episode. That was fantastic. It was I, it I flip flop between which of those is my favorite. I mm. it's presented so well because they start it like super awkward and it feels yep. like the way that real online dating felt like that during feels the pandemic the way real dating that. is like it, yeah. it isn't even necessarily just online. Like yes, it ob- obviously like a zoom date has a lot more. I'll tell you my zoom dates like, went pretty similar to that. Yeah. But like when I was even, the, even sometimes a first date, depending on like how yeah, people totally. feel can be. Well, they very, even talk through yeah, like they what talk a first date like yeah. them would have been like. Yeah. And what I also really like about that show from like a, a technical side is that they start with it being like just you're watching their zoom screen where you're just seeing right. that are two faces talking back and forth. And then slowly as you realize that they've been on this call for hours and hours and hours and are really connecting pans they, over, they change the shot yeah. framing to make it look like they're in the same room yeah. where they're both eating dinner at the table, both staring at their screens, but it looks like they're sitting at one table. Yep. And it's nice. like great camera work. Great things. Yep. The other thing I'm going to call out that I actually loved about the show. They do a ton of long takes in this show. They do. Uh, in a surprising way that is frankly like long takes are good when they're used well. And these were always used really well because they like let the, let the atmosphere of wherever the places breathe and they let the characters feel like they're actually in the places where they're supposed to be. Uh, and it was awesome. I, I really, yep. really like the camera and the like mm-hmm. visual language of the show, even like yep. the 2d comic booky things. Yeah. I'm going to, 
say this to our listeners, it's really hard to describe it, but basically like imagine you're standing on a green screen and everything that is projected behind you is like cutouts of magazines and like sheets of paper and everything's uh, 2D, like flat dimensional, but you're still you in your 3D space, right? Yeah. And so it's uh, yeah. like this weird kind of interplay between those things. The Many Worlds episode is like all that, where it's like clearly they were just characters yeah. on green screens the entire episode. Yep. And you're watching them occasionally interact with a physical object that's there. But then they're like sitting in a diner and literally everything around them is like pieces of like paper mache almost, right? Yep. Or, or like... Uh, they're in a collage style like that's the way it looks so that's what we're talking about when we talk about that style it's it's hard to describe and you might just want to look up an image uh, but I, I also really liked when they use that because it was unique like I, it sticks out really in my memory quite well yep definitely yeah I, I really liked the the visuals of the show as well like there were times where it was like some of those scenes were just way too long <laughs> like I think the one yeah that's um, fair the birthday one where him and his mom, uh, where he goes to like his niece's birthday party, but oh, it's him and his one? mom together driving, huh? What's the that? song? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. There's like a song that him and his mother sing in like one of these scenes, and it's like so long for these this scene, and it just was like, and it does come kind of uh, out of nowhere because you've seen yeah. it in one or two little spots, but then to have like this five minute yeah. long song, they're sitting versus... across or standing across the hood of the car, like about to get in, or like they just talked about something, and boom, you're in this scene. And it's like four minutes. <laughs> yeah. You're like, what the fuck is yeah, happening? It shifts, yeah, it's 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 done much better in the Many Worlds yeah. episode because yeah. the whole episode is presented that way, and yep. then you only get one singular shot of actual reality in the whole right. thing. Yeah. Versus like that, it's like a totally normal episode. There's no yeah. interference in that, and then all of a sudden you're in this like weird musical that doesn't really happen. You know, it's not. Well, and I feel like if I, if memory serves correct too, like the scene starts off where his mom asks him something or like, I can't remember which one it started with, but it shows them either him or his mom. And they're just looking at each other and they just start singing. And it's like, it's a regular scene behind them. And then all of a sudden it's just like, it morphs into like the whole thing. And it's just very like, Whoa, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's not even necessarily show. a criticism that that scene was just a little like a little uncomfy because it was so well, long. And it, it speaks um, to like the highs and lows of the show right yeah, like yeah. there are times when it's used to great effect and times where yeah. it isn't and this is one of those isn't times yeah and it's it's also just a show that we've talked a lot about and i think our listeners hopefully have a pretty good sense of if they would enjoy it or not i, I find it kind of fascinating as like a little case study of ours about yeah. like why shows succeed or don't succeed because yeah. like here's a show that doesn't have any real like it's not like fundamentally flawed in like a, a way it's presented it's no. acted extremely well i think jg directed really, really well too. really strong after yeah he does a great job directing the visual language is there yep. the the motives are there but like the music the and plot, stuff too is fantastic yeah and like individual episode plots are, are strong but like on the whole it's like not a great like escapist tale except sometimes it actually is right and so it's just like this weird like middle child almost of the, of like our shows that we talk about because either yeah. there's the really strong ones that just got canceled because they didn't have good enough ratings or you know the actors quit or whatever yeah. and then you have the ones that are like well this was just trash from the start because everything <laughs> was bad about it and this right. is kind of in the middle where it's like i don't really know what to say about it because it's i enjoyed the majority of it or yeah. at least that latter third made up for a lot of the you know the start because you and like, so yeah. it's like what do i what else do we need to say about it i don't know i i think we should get into predictions maybe yeah. Or what we would have wanted from another season. Um, 
Yeah, I I think maybe from from a season two, I think we would have maybe seen him share his music more. Yeah, that would have been great. And like, because basically at the end, he has like a song put together or maybe even a group of songs and he could share them with people. Which doesn't he, does he not share his song with anyone in one of the last episodes? He doesn't, does he? No, because the last episode is him. It's literally just the uh, date and him and her talking. Right. And she is saying like, she basically calls him out for not finishing things, right? Oh, right. And then he has this big drum montage where he's like, oh, drums are the hardest. He pays a bunch of money at his studio, like basically double what he thought he was going to pay. Yep. And he does the drums and you see this song come together. So I think... That's right. I think he mentioned to someone that he was making a little bit of music and, and they were like, oh, I got to hear it. And he was like, nah, nah, nah. Um, so that's what I was thinking of. But yeah, I, I think that I think that we see him having made this song or made some of this music. He has a little EP, if you will. And yeah. I, I think he starts sharing it with people and he hears good things from people and bad things from people like which kind of which which is reality but that kind of like sends him up and down in his anxiety and his like i guess his his doubt of himself it either is very strong or it fades when he gets good feedback um and and i think we kind of see like his confidence rising and shattering constantly um, yeah. and, and where like maybe his, his idea of how things are going to work out maybe starts to improve just maybe in a, just a little bit. Yeah. Subtle ways. I think like, subtle ways, you know, but... echoing some of what you're saying, right? I think like sharing the song is a smart idea. Right. And even if it's just like that one song, you know, yeah. in the age of digital media, right. His class hears about it and they turn him into a teacher TikTok star or something yeah. like that. Right. Where but now he hates he's under it. all this pressure. Yeah. Right. That he didn't formally have where, you know, now it's shifting the thing. Yeah. I also think it would be really interesting if you bring back Jamie Chung's character. I was thinking they had this good I was going to say that. And now she mentions in their date that he's been having like anxiety and dealing with it. And she's like, Oh yeah, I've struggled like with depression. And yeah. he was like, well, yeah, I mean, like, I had to take a day off work for it. And she's like, oh, I had to take months off. Like, yeah. you know, she completely. Yeah. Like seven like, months, I think she said something yeah, like that. Yeah, she, she's seven in a completely weeks, different something. stratosphere for her, right? Yeah. Obviously, she's experiencing a completely different thing. Yeah. And so you could bring in her to, you know, a semi-formal relationship. And now Josh has a nice contrast to somebody that might actually be struggling a lot more than he is. Yeah. Because nobody really struggles more than Josh in the way that is presented to us in the show. Right. And so having somebody that maybe is genuinely going through much harder, worse time than he is, that has a reason to feel worse. Right. Yeah. Uh, Could be really interesting to explore with his character because then he can kind of see like, well, the grass is always greener and those kind of narratives. Right. Um, And I agree with you about the music. I think like and I think JGL did the music for the show. I think Uh, so. Like not just that that one song, but the whole track. Or I think he did it collaboratively with some other musicians. Very strong. And it would be Mm -hmm. cool to hear more of it. Yeah, I you know I also think uh, obviously Jamie Chung comes back. I would I would want her to come back because her character was good and I think their chemistry was good, and I also really liked how she called him out about how called him out on like how white people feel like or a lot of white men are like finally struggling for the first time. Yeah, because and he was kind of like confused and like, well, I, you know, obviously I'm white and was very defensive because he just didn't really understand. But I really liked that dialogue because that was a very yeah. important dialogue to have. But I could see 
maybe their their relationship continuing and like having those conversations and having well, that's him why open she's a good up. foil to introduce to him exactly right? like, and then maybe that introduces him right? to therapy right and then he's like oh i should figure out therapy and then we see him in some therapy sessions or like you know what i mean like that could yeah cause she i don't remember if she had mentioned she was ever in therapy but i would be surprised if she hadn't eventually it ended up in therapy like at was. some point it sounded like she did yeah I don't think so. I could very easily see her plugging that and getting him to do it and encouraging him. And then he maybe he goes through that struggle of trying to find the right therapist. And maybe at the end of the season, he finally finds a good therapist that like says something that kind of unlocks something in his brain where he's like, oh shit. And then we lift up, we leave on like a cliffhanger or something. We're like, oh, we just figured out what kind of like some of what's going on. And now we have like, an open door to walk through to work through it. I don't know. Even that could have been interesting. Where uh, his dad dies, similar to the Riz funeral, where he's now having to confront somebody that he thought he hates, and then realizing, you know, some of these things were not nearly as terrible as he maybe thought they were. Right? Like, like he wasn't the best father, but he wasn't like the worst person in the world. Exactly. Right. Like, uh, you know, I've talked about that. Like with other folks about like grief hits you in very strange ways, just holistically. And like, even though there are certain people in your life, you're like, I could never live without them. Right. Sometimes their loss is a lot easier than the people that you thought you were fine to lose. Right. You know what I mean? Totally. And so like, you know, here's a person that he could give a shit about, but ultimately he shows up when he has a heart attack. He goes for a walk with him. He does do the things that his dad kind of asked him to do. And he has an interesting conversation with him about it. And he remembers certain things about their relationship that weren't as terrible. And so it'd yeah. be interesting, like maybe that could also be a cliffhanger where like the last thing we hear about is his dad has just died, right? Yeah. He finds out about it, right? Yeah. Uh, there there was a lot of potential, I think, in where this series could go, especially yeah. because of like, you know, a lot of shit happens to people. It happens to people. Like... And so there's a lot to draw from and a lot of different directions to go to that are like very real and very believable. And I think that's the thing is like we, you and I aligned a lot on some of the things that we saw him experience and go through. And I think as we mentioned, that is the reason why it was good and why it didn't succeed. Yeah. Why it also failed. We didn't talk about, you know, we hadn't yet talked about goods and bads, but I think we covered things well enough to not have to really like worry about breaking it down. But like a good was that they showed a very real visceral experience of what anxiety is. And the bad is that they showed a very real visceral experience of what anxiety is. It sits in both columns very easily. And I literally have that in my notes. Like I was just looking at my notes of like goods and bads, like that I usually write down when we're saying that. And I'm like showing anxiety, uh, like here i'll read exactly what i wrote uh showing how anxiety can really impact someone's life despite uh an easy exterior right like you were presenting a, a real version of his anxiety yep. and also you know you see him in class and he's having a good time and he even admits like i love teaching like he, yep. he it's unironic right right but then my my note for uh the bad was for folks who struggle with this it's not very fun to watch right like right. it, it yeah. is it is a double-edged sword in the truest sense of the word yeah because you know it's it's harsh and it's kind of true. So yeah. yeah, I don't think we need to like formalize our goods and our bads. Uh, I I think one thing we kind of mentioned it again, but I'll say it again. I do think the acting is actually really phenomenal in this show. I do too. Yeah, it's good. Uh, like from everybody, everybody, I don't have a single complaint. And I yep. you know throughout the whole show it was really really strong. So 
you know, oftentimes we're talking about terrible actors. You know, we talked about it recently uh, with The Idol and, you know, The weekend was just not a strong actor. Uh, and, and so seeing a show where everyone's committed and feels... Uh, Lily Rose Depp wasn't that great role. either. Yeah. <laughs> well, the show is bad in a lot of ways, but... Yeah, it was know, just... I'm just, yeah, I'm just, just talking yeah, about get, the fact that we should give it yeah, praise yeah. because it deserves it. Um, and then uh, the bad for me, I'm going to... This is a very minor thing, but I'm going to call it out anyway. Okay. Uh, the show was obviously not filmed in the United States. And it was very obvious to me the whole time. Oh, it's only in Canada or something? Like no, Vancouver? it's only in New Zealand because of the pandemic. I didn't notice. Yeah, so New Zealand along with Australia, right, they had like really strict pandemic policies. And so that basically right. enabled them by filming there to not have to do any of the normal lockdown restrictions that we faced across the majority of the world. Because my sister was living in Australia at the time good of the for pandemic. Most of the, yeah. And like there was no like if you got COVID, you were isolated. But other than that, like people didn't mask up, people didn't do anything. And so when you look at like the towns, when you look at the wide shots and you see like where they're driving around and stuff, you're like, that's not the United States. And you can kind of tell if you're looking for it. And as soon as I noticed it, I couldn't get it out of my head. And I'm like, oh, this is, this is elsewhere. God, it even. It's my pick up on that. That's why I said it. it's like barely even a bad. It's just kind of almost an interesting fact. They must have done at least for me. They they must have done a pretty decent job of of convincing me, right, that it was not New Zealand. Well, all the principal actors too are not. They didn't take like any. Well, they're not key actors. Yeah, right. I mean, because it was meant to be in L.A. Yeah, I mean, it was meant to Um, not be there. So. Yeah, exactly. And, and so I think that was to their strength. Like, you know, oftentimes there are times when we, you know, we watch the new tomorrow and we called out that there was just like one American voice actor, the like just someone who was just had an American accent. One American like, well, kid. Like that doesn't make any sense, like for the logic of the show. Holy and here's shit. a good example where it's like no one's having a terrible accent that they can't cover up. Right. You know, so anyway, a very, very minor thing that that should not stop anyone from potentially watching the show. But since we're at that point, what's our star rating for these shows? Ooh. Hmm. While Andrew thinks, I'm going to go over our star rating yeah. uh, for our new potential listeners who, who may have just tuned in. So uh, zero stars is should never have been an idea for anything at all ever. One star is we got a pilot and the shouldn't have gone further than maybe a pilot or something along those lines. Maybe even just a script. Two stars is we got a season and we're fine that it was canceled. It maybe had some good stuff, but it's not really, uh, really worth uh, keeping the show around. Three is the kind of good, kind of bad. Watch at your own risk. If you like our discussion, like the topics that we talked about, liked just generally what we synopsized from the show, you you might like the show, but you know it, it is a potential where even if you liked our conversation, you could watch it and you're like, man, this was trash. Four is the undeniably good shows that we think were worth keeping around for more seasons, had potential, had more to offer to the world, and were cut short. And five are the ones that like should have been the staples of television and revolutionized the industry, but were cut way too short and had a lot more to say. Uh, so those are just our star reviewings. Mm. Now that that took me three minutes to synopsize, Andrew, you should have had time to think and come up with your star rating. Cue the Jeopardy music. I need time to think. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm going to give this a three. Okay. So I definitely would have wanted to see more, but I think like yeah. depending on where it went, as part of our conversation discussed, I don't know if how much I would want to be immersed in like what this person is feeling. Right? Like it's like the pandemic episodes. I was like, oh. yeah, 
Jesus Christ. I, yeah, like I think it like, was it to was your rough, point, so if you can see actual growth yeah. over the show, it would yeah. probably become more enjoyable as it continued to grow. Yeah. Right? Because that's what we look for in any show anyway. Exactly. Is character growth and development. And there was definitely some in the first season. I think that's where the redeeming qualities of the first season are. Yep. In those last few episodes, you see real growth from the character, especially sure. like making that music. Yep. And so I, I completely agree with the three. It's also my rating. Um, if you'd given me another season after I had watched this, I, I would have tuned in and I yep. would have been curious. I would have watched it. I don't know. That season would have really had to have been like the last few episodes of the show. Like the whole season would have kind of had to be feel as impactful as those last few episodes for yep. me to really tune in. Otherwise, I probably would have tuned out after after that second season. But Agreed. I think three is very fair. Yep. Cool. Well, that'll do it for us. Thanks for <laughs> listening. Uh, it's a great no. time. No, yeah, three, three. I think is necessary. I think it's, or I think it's fair. I don't think it's uh, too critical or too, too much. So, Presley, yes, Andrew, it's been really fun. And I think it's time to now bore people by telling them where they can find us. Oh well, they can find us at our website, seasononepod.com. Best place for all your season one needs. Uh, specifically for our episodes, our descriptions, if you want to read them, since it's easier than trying to listen to either of us ramble for a minute trying to describe these indescribable shows. Uh, You can also find our merch there if you're curious about that. We're also on all social media platforms at season underscore one underscore pod. If you want to look there, we also have a Reddit, season one pod, or r slash season one pod for our Reddit. If you want to go enjoy uh, having a little discussion there, Mm -hmm. seeing what's going on. I think that's everywhere, unless I'm forgetting something. I think you got it. I think you got it. Andrew, are you ready for our next show? <sighs> we watched some pretty decent shows lately. I know. We've been kind opinion. of on a hot streak. And so that only leads me to believe that not necessarily your pick is going to be a bad show, but we're getting, we're like inching and creeping closer and closer to like a fucking bombshell that's so bad. Like, well, see, I, I and so. You know. I was really tempted to pick like an older show, one that I've already seen and watched and like love. But then I'm like, ah, we should keep it kind of more relevant. Like yeah. things that our listeners may have actually watched or were curious about. Yeah. So we're, we're keeping it more recent. It is still, okay. you know, it's within the last few years and we're going to watch the peripheral, which was the an Amazon peripheral. prime uh, show, I believe. Uh, and I'm looking forward to this one cause it looked kind of weird and wonky. Okay. Do you know any information about it? No. Nope. I just not worry about it and I'll just find out when I watch it? Yep. Just like our listeners and me. Cool. Oh, it's got Chloe, uh, yeah. Chloe Grace Moretz in it. Yeah, it was like her, her comeback after she took a break from acting, I remember. I thought she was just a Twitch streamer now. Maybe she is, but I know that post, <laughs> uh, like after she was in a few movies and shows when she was like, like when she was on 30 rock for a little while and a few other things, like she kind of got out of the industry for a little while because she felt like it wasn't the right kind of move for her. And then she kind of came back to it with the show. I don't know how she's feeling about it nowadays. Maybe she does stream on Twitch, follow her there. I don't she know. She does have but, a Twitch. Yeah. Anyways. That's uh, cool. Yeah. We're going to watch the peripheral. I look forward to discussing with you in two weeks time, Andrew. Sounds great. Uh, yeah. Cool. Well, we're going to watch the peripheral and we'll uh, talk to you guys again in two weeks time. But until then, my name is Presley. My name is Andrew. We watch it so you don't have to.